Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. M A I N M E N U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Main Menu for the 8th of April, 2016. I am your co-host, Jason Castingway. This week, we're excited to bring you an interview with Winston Chen, the developer of Voice Dream Reader. He will tell you about the latest release, 4.0, and tell you about what other updates came with Voice Dream Writer, as well as the Voice Dream Mail app. After that, Yours truly, along with Randy Rusnak, will be talking about the Kindle Fire tablet. A listener asked if we would please cover this device as it is an affordable way for those to get in on an accessible tablet. We start out with the unboxing, and then I follow up with a few thoughts after having played with the device for several days. Let's get started. Winston Chen, I'd like to welcome you to Main Menu. We are here with... Jeff Bishop and Randy Rusnak, and I am Jason Castingway. We are excited to talk to you about the new release of Voice Dream Reader. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I have been a Voice Dream user for years, and I got it when it was on sale. I thought, well, what am I going to do with this? And I think it's one of the most amazing apps, and I'm serious about this. I purposely did not look at the release notes because. I wanted you to talk with us about it, and I just wanted to be surprised. I know that sounds a little ridiculous, but I uh, I just wanted to hear about the new features. Uh, but I'd like to talk about what Voice Dream Reader really is and all that it does before we get into what is new in Voice Dream Reader. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm Jeff Bishop. I think one of the neatest things about Voice Dream Reader for us, I work here at the university in uh, Tucson. We highly recommend the app, and it's probably, along with, Dropbox is uh, probably the second app I install on a, on a brand new device that I'm setting up. So it's it's a key part of my tool belt, and it's just absolutely fantastic. There's not many apps that I will say they're a must-have on a on an iDevice, but that's for sure for uh, Voice Reader. But I'm really glad to be here, guys. And I have to say before we continue that I had some other apps. Uh, there were a lot of things coming out at the time, like way back, and I had some other apps that I was playing around with, and they were great for their own reasons. But when I discovered and started using Voice Dream Reader, it was like, oh, this is nice because there was so much integration with other services, and oh, it's, I just I love it, and all the voices and mm-hmm. the flexibility with, with reading. So, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, you, you mentioned you've had the app for a long time, and I, I remember it was four years ago, about four, almost exactly four years ago, was when VoiceStream Reader 1.0 came out. Um, I mean, for those of you who heard, who heard the story, you know, like I, I took a year off and, and lived on an island in Norway for a year with my family. And, and I was just toying around and I thought, hey, I'm going to write myself an app that like, can say stuff out loud. Right. Um, and I thought it would be fun. I, I didn't think it was going to turn into much. Um, so it did come out in the app store and it was priced at $199. And it was priced at one ninety nine because I, I wanted to just put it out there for free, but uh, but because I was using uh, an acapella voice, 
I, uh, I, you know, and by con- by contract, I had to charge something for it, and the minimum price was was one ninety nine. So I, I don't know how many people listening actually bought it when <laughs> when it was one ninety nine. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but I'm thinking back, you know, I'm almost a little embarrassed that that app it was around. And yes, yeah, since the four years later, I can even as the person who's lived with it, I I, I know it's come a long way. Absolutely, you needed that starting point. Yeah, I, I know it's it's a very different app um, development model than than most app developers I know. Um, you know, most developers tend to um, put a lot in the first release uh, into a proper launch. And and most of the users um, are are by the app during the initial launch period, and then from that point on, it kind of tapers. Um, whereas for me, it's it was like you know the slowly and gradually right adding new features and gathering you know gathering user base. Uh, so like, it's the opposite. So like Randy suggested, you know there might be somebody that doesn't have this app, and. Uh, are wondering, well, what exactly is this? So can you kind of give us a, a really high-level overview of, of what Voice Dream Reader is, and then we can dive deep into version 4? Yeah, sure, sure. I, I mean, so over these four years, definitely changed quite a bit. So we started out as an app that can read internet, you know, web, ar- web articles and PDF files out loud for you while you're maybe, you know, on a treadmill, uh, into what I would call a multimodal reading tool. Um, so I mean, so okay. So what does that mean? That means that well, there is a tradition of that. You, whenever you read, it's you know you have to read, be reading black text, twelve point black text on uh, on a white paper, sheet of paper, and that's what reading is all about. And interestingly, the, a lot of digital reading experience um, is about replicating that you know reading experience in in the physical world when we had the prior generation of technology, which is you know this is that Gutenberg invented you know putting black ink on white paper. So Western Reaver tries to be a sort of a digital native reading tool. What does that mean? That means you can take any content and put it in Voice Stream Reader, and you can read that content any way you like. Now, whether you, know, you, you, you read only by, by sound, auditorially, and most people listening to this podcast probably fall fall in that category. Uh, or if you read, you know, purely visually, or any the, of the shades and modalities in between. Um, and and of course, you know, a lot of people read it by touch, right? Because you can you can uh, voice stream reader works with a braille display. A lot of some people read it by switch. Uh, using a switch to control reading. So, um, and as we dig into a lot of different features, you'll find that that individual features, when combined with others, um, you know, with the different settings, can create an entirely personal reading experience. That's the essence of the product. Um, and for 4.0, the new release, um, there's something there for everybody. For every um, sort of every modality is a reading. It's funny that you mentioned uh, reading on the treadmill because when I first got the app, I hooked into Bookshare and that's exactly what I did. Got on the treadmill and set it for three miles an hour and read and read and read. And it, I've passed many hours on the treadmill with your app. Yeah, this app was started, uh, you know, more than four years ago, back when it was, was iOS 5, um, when, um, when the iPad was 
I'm not even sure if iPad existed. No, no, the iPad, iPad had just, the first version of iPad had just come out. Um, and, and I was a brand new iOS developer, really, really, you know, struggling, you know, muddling my way through a lot of things. Now, fast forward four years later, the app really became something very different than the code base I started out four years ago. Um, so there was a lot of you know, sort of, as we say in our tech, technical parlance, there's a lot of technical debt to be paid. Um, and the main thing is how the reading material is stored uh, in the app. Um, in, in the first version, it was really all about pure text-to-speech. So what it did is that it, it would take any file, or ebook or a web page, uh, rips, uh, extracts the text out of the, the 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 file, and then throw the original file away. Which is fine if all you care about is the pure text out of it. But what if, let's say, there's a table in there, and you would like to navigate the table using a web browser? We can't do that anymore, right? Um, so it kind of limits uh, what you can do with that material in the future. Should you want to want to read it and look at it differently? So for that's the first thing. So I want to build a storage uh, layer that retains the original file, and as well as storing what I call different presentations of the original file. So you have a pure text presentation that can translate to sound. You can also have a visual presentation of that that translates that into something you can see on a mobile device's screen. Um, and if it's audio file, presented in the audio sort of track uh, format. Right, so different ways to to present the same material. Second thing is uh, synchronization. Right, in order to support, that's by far the most requested feature. You know, how do I read something on my iPad, then pick up my iPhone and start where I left off? Um, and in order to have to, to build synchronization, the storage layer r really had to be um, had to be redone. So, so that was why the, the, the drive, the motivation behind such a big effort, right? It's, it's taken, uh, uh, you know, almost a year from when I started working on version four to, uh, to yesterday when it was, uh, it was finally released. And we're talking last day in March 2016, just to keep it in perspective. Yeah. So, um, uh, and of course, while while you're doing this kind of major renovation, um, and by the way, you know every piece of software really should go through this every few years um, because technology changes so fast, and people how people use a product also evolve very quickly. You know, new devices are coming about. Where when when this was written, you know, who would have thought that you would have an iPad Pro with a pencil and you can run multiple apps side by side. Right, and that that way of, of using the the app really didn't exist uh, back then. So, products have to be rewritten, uh, and and if a if a software firm or developer, you know, chooses to not do that, eventually the product will fall on its own weight. So now, when you're going through this kind of major rewrite effort, then there's also an opportunity to put in a lot of features that people have been asking for. Because of that. It's it's easy for a project to really get out of control, uh, and I, I'd say for me it was almost I almost felt like it it, it almost got out of control um, because one year is just too long to release an update. So hopefully, you know, this won't happen for another few years, 
And uh, from this point on, I'll be able to release things more quickly. I bet you almost came to a, a decision like, oh, I don't know if it's worth it. Um, I don't know if I want to start. Because you, you mostly pretty much started from the ground up, I would assume, and and rebuilt the whole app. Isn't that right? I actually took the app uh, into sort of two parts. And and uh, and I tried it. You know, you really try to to not break the app to such a st- extent that you can't even run it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, mm-hmm. So so what I did was um, I I worked on the library management part of it first, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get documents in? How do you store them? How do you synchronize them? How do you organize them and show show image show the cover images for for ebooks. Um, I worked on all of that while keeping the reading part of it exactly the same. And that took me probably until, you know, the last fall. Um, and then starting the fall, I started working on the second half, which is the whole the whole reading aspect of it. Right, in the UI. Yes, yeah. 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 Well, Winston, why don't we start by looking at what the upgrade experience is like and what users should be aware of when we upgrade from version 3.7 to 4.0? Well, I can talk a little bit about sort of highlights, um, particularly for for the listeners to this show. I I would say that the most uh, important change is uh, the fact that it's uh, you can synchronize your library. Uh, synchronizing your library is not just important important when you have multiple devices. It's it's also even if you have just a single device, you also might consider doing that because um, with with iCloud, what it does is that every file you, you listen to um, gets shoved into iCloud Drive, um, and that means you can you can see those files. You can see your library right on your desktop. Um, and the nice thing is that if you if you delete the app uh, from your 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 iPhone or your iPad uh, and reinstall it, um, those files all show up again magically. Right. So you don't need to back up your library anymore. That's right. Like well, you, you used could, to do with iTunes. Right, and you can you can you can still back them up if you worried yep. about you know you once in a while really worried about losing your nose or whatever. But to back it up, it's very easy. Just you know drag your 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 okay. files from iCloud Drive on your desktop and put them somewhere else in the iCloud Drive folder in the folder called Reader. Correct? Yes. In the reader folder, there's two subfolders. One is called library. That, that's your library. Everything is in there. And then there's another folder, also really useful. It's called the loader. And any file you throw in there would get migrated over to your mobile device and get loaded into VoiceStream library automatically. Uh, and you can throw, you know, a big, humongous, you know, list of files in there, and they're all gonna, they would all get loaded. So, so they really, through iCloud, it really gives you a nice mechanism to to get stuff over to uh, to VoiceStream. So, if you put a folder of MP3s, for example, will it will it load that in as one book then? No, it does not. It, you still have to zip it up okay. beforehand. Yeah, but you can you can throw a folder of you know of ebooks and you know what, what yeah. you know right. I, I you know last time I talked to you, Jeff, I mentioned that you know what, what one gentleman threw in beta testing you know threw a big yeah. folder of five hundred files, files in there. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> and really it, it choked it, but it was good. You know, somebody tried yep. that, and and I tried it too, and 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 I made sure that. That when you do stuff like that, it still works. Well, that might um, be an enhancement request for uh, a new version to be able to say, you know, if you put 
say, an audio book in a folder and it has chapter 01, chapter 02, you know, that kind of thing, MP3 files that you loaded as a, an actual book. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Tricky, tricky. It's, it's, well, it's hard to know your intention, whether exactly, that, yeah, exactly. It, it, the folder yeah. is really a book or a collection of stuff. Cloud support uh, is, a, is a big item. The, the second big thing is that support for uh, looking at the document in the original form. So what that means is is that, like I said, if it's a web page, for example, uh, the web page might have you know images, might have a table, might have you know things that if you if you only extract out the text, you might lose the context. Right, um, but in the new version, you can see that in two different ways. I suspect most people listen to it and and uh, use the plain text way of looking at the document. Uh, but if you choose to, you can also use the rich text view of it, which will give you access to to all the rich content and not just the plain text. Now, there's a hardware requirement for the rich text uh, view, correct? Right, right. You have to be running iOS 9, and you have to, to have I, uh, iPhone 5 or later. And, and the reason for that is, is um, you, know, you know, one big driver behind this was supporting Bookshare uh, books that have images. Oh, right. Um, and and they um, because Bookshare increasingly you know carry textbooks. You know when you have a, a geography textbook or you know um, there are a lot of images and and, and images are important uh, and also a lot of children's books now. Um, yep. Bookshare is carrying a lot of children's books. Well, and science and science books. Right. Right. Yeah. And the way then the way that those books are distributed is that it really com- it comes in a in a single massive. XML file. The only way to present that is to throw that in a in a browser, basically throw that in in, in Safari, which is right. controlled by the app, right? Right. In a right. sense, it's, in a sense, it's a form of a HTML, view. right? Yeah. Um, and and then images kind of get displayed along with that. With that. Um, that, that's the way a Kindle reader works. That's the way iBooks works, right? I mean, basically any ebook reader in the guts is a is a web browser. Exactly. Yeah. But because this is a peculiar way of the, the way Bookshare um, uh, presents the books, throwing such a massive file uh, in a browser um, will make it unusable if the device doesn't have the horsepower to support it. Other than this, I you know it's, it's hard for me to, to to go through all the list because there's lots of small stuff um, yep. that well, I've I think done. That- Right. I think one of the big improvements is, of course, the the look of the app. Uh, You know, I've been speaking to lots of people since it released, and people love it. The new, you know, list view and and the grid views. um, People are really, really enjoying that. They they think it's a lot cleaner of an interface in the new version. Yeah, I mean, visually, it's it's, it's more appealing. I don't want, uh, um, you know, my visually impaired friends to think that I've abandoned them. Um, No, I've got things, you know, in there that are really specifically for, you know, voiceover users. And for example, um, now you can play audiobooks, MP3 audiobooks at 4x the speed. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, which is, uh, I know that's, that's something that a lot of people ask for. No, I have not even, to be honest with you, looked at the app since its release. In your opinion, I some you know some of the apps that I've used really does well with sped up voice. Um, I'm just curious how how yours compares to other apps that speed up the voice that quickly. Are uh, is it a really nice interface? Do you think? 
Yeah, I so far I've heard great feedback about it. Okay, um, there's no almost no distortion. Oh, how nice! Um, That's great. Yeah, I, I'm positive you you'll love it. Oh, good. That's, good. I have a lot really of MP3 great. books, that's for sure. So I will be trying that out. Thank you. I, I, I don't know, Jeff. You, you've been beta testing. What what, what 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 do you think? Yeah, no, I think it sounds good. It's very comparable to, you know, what what other stuff is out there. And uh, no, I think it's fine. Let's talk about voices for just a second because there is a, a something that people will need to be aware of about voices when doing the upgrade, and and that is that they're going to have to re-download the voices, right? Right. The vendors of the voices are constantly you know, improving their voices and, and uh, making new releases. And every time they do a new release, uh, generally you have to download uh, new voice uh, files. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I try not to do that too often, but this, you know, since with this big update, uh, it seems like a good time. To, uh, to, to kind of upgrade the voices as well. So all voices, uh, Ivona, uh, Neo Speech, and, and, and Acapella, all voices uh, need to be downloaded again. Okay, um, now this and, is and, all... Sorry, and, go ahead. And, and, sorry, and you will notice some minor improvements uh, in some of these voices. I, the, usually when, when the voices get upgraded, they, they can't change the sort of the sonic... Um, quality audio the base audio of the voice but but oftentimes the um you know the pronunciation rules and and uh and those things could sure. get improved with, with, with these updates the newest voice is um is sharon right sharon mm-hmm. by um by acapella mm-hmm. um right and it's a big voice right i guess that's not also another trend in the you know in the old days when, when there's not a lot of storage on, on your mobile phones, um, you know, you try, you know, the companies who make text-to-speech voices tend to keep the, the data files small. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, these, you know, you can, you know, you can get 128 gigs on your iPhone. Um, oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. I mean, the, then, you know, you're, you're, um, it, it, you, it's okay, right? It becomes possible to, to get really high quality voices. Yeah, absolutely. Now you have other apps in the app store as well. And it looks like there are new versions of these out to support the new voices. So those right. of you that are writer users and, and the mail app and the voice pack as well, especially right. for educational users, right? Right. They, they can right. get that. Yes. So you have to download those apps again. Uh, I'm not sure about voice pack because you know, voice pack really is just gives you two voices. Uh, and those get registered with the reader. Um, so oh, it does. Have, All right. Yeah. So you don't so, necessarily have to download that app. Okay. Right, right. So you download it one time and then it registers that to your actual in-app purchase? Right, right. And not okay. through the in-app purchase, but through the, you know, we the, the reader tracks the voices that, 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 that you own. Right. But what I mean by that is is that if you if you were setting up a new device, you don't need to put the voice pack on if you bought the voices that way? Uh, setting up a new device, you still have to because okay. because the, okay. the 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 like the entitlements are stored uh, locally on Got the it. device. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. Um, Good to right. know. Yes. Um, so a few other things about uh, if you're updating, um, I you know what now uh, uh, you know I, I I have a day and a half of experience, real <laughs> real world experience on, on, on how people uh, have have uh, have received the update. 
Um, you know, for the most part, um, most people are able to upgrade their library, um, download their voices with no problems. Um, but uh, there have been situations where people ran into issues, and most of them is due to uh, uh, be people being with very big libraries and getting impatient. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Yeah. So when you download the new app, um, it will go – if you have a big library, especially if you have a lot of audiobooks, uh, it will take a while for it to chew through your, your library and convert them to the new format. Remember, right, it's all it's a brand-new format. The whole structure is different, so it really needs to reprocess every file you have in, in your library. Yep. So it takes a while. Um, and then after that happens, um, and people will turn on iCloud Sync, right? Now, that takes a long time, too, if you have a large library. Well, because you're moving everything. Right. You have to take all mm-hmm. the files locally and move them to, to iCloud. Um, and then you have to do that through whatever network that you got that, that you got running. You know, if you right. if you synchronize like you know one gig of uh, of data in Dropbox, that takes a while, right? So think you know think think about that scenario. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think um, about that. Now, when you yeah. first when you first open up the app, Winston, does it guide you through these things that one needs to do? Well, it guides you through the um, through the upgrade, mm-hmm. um, but the synchronization part of it is a separate step. I, I didn't want to force people into doing it, um, so so that's so you can so you can upgrade and start using it right away. You don't have to turn on synchronization right away. Okay, right. Um, and later on, if you decide okay, that's you want to take the plunge and do that, then you can do that again. When you do that, just be patient with it. Um, yeah, when when a one person contacted me and says like, you know, I so suddenly she panicking that well, my library is gone, everything shows zero. Then this morning I got an email that says everything is fine now. <laughs> 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 yeah. The other thing, so if you but if you're really worried about it, if you're really worried about it, back it up, back up your library uh, through using iTunes to your desktop. Um, and then and then do the update. Okay. Um, and you can you know you can update again. You can you can back up through iTunes after the update before you turn on synchronization. Also, just so you have a you know you, you've got a backup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what about your other apps like your mail app? I noticed there was an update for that as well. It's a totally a paid app now. You don't get a chance to try it out. Is is that correct? Um, well, the uh, yeah, so I, I did take away the subscriptions, mm-hmm. um, and and in fact, it is completely completely free right now. Um, no purchase necessary now or later. Download it, try it out. Uh, you know, in the future, I might want to you know stick a price on it, maybe a buck or two, but nothing really high. Okay. Um, and, and and the reason you know the reason I charged charged a subscription before was because um, I use um, Nuance to mm-hmm. do dictation. Mm-hmm. Right. And and, uh, and and Nuance actually charges uh, per dictation session. Right. Ah, right. Right. Um, but um, but since then I've realized like I'm never gonna get <laughs> I'm never gonna get so many users <laughs> that that's gonna be a big deal. Okay. Um, so for now, I just wanted to make, to get it out there and, and to get people to use it, um, b- because I do want to do more work on it. I think it's got potential, um, but it's, um, oh, I agree. Know, it, I have it. It's, it's, I, it's still yeah. in the early days. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have it, but I haven't opened it. So that's why I was just wondering what the, if there were subscriptions and I heard that there wasn't. So I wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. So try it out. 
Yeah, yeah. So Winston, uh, going back to this iCloud issue just for a second, because there was one thing that we talked about before um, when you, you and I were speaking, and, and that was about warning people about their iCloud storage space. Yeah, I was thinking I'm, I'm going to have to maybe uh, buy some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, because your all your files have to fit in your iCloud drive. Right. right. So if so. you have a lot of audio files, I mean, in fact, if you do have a lot of audio files, I, I would suggest not um, turning on Cloud Sync. Um, not not yet, because it will take so long to get those files up and down. Um, and, uh, you know, unless it's the stuff that you listen to over and over, um, it may not be the right thing. In the future, though, I will probably put in a feature where you can um, you can you can choose to not synchronize uh, certain files. Ah, certain file right. types. That would be certain nice. Certain file types. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although t- technically, it's actually quite you know it's it's quite it's not that easy to do. I I thought about doing it, but then I just you know again it was one of those things where you can you have to stop somewhere and says okay you know mm-hmm. I I can do that, but if I do that, that's going to add another you know month of work. So. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, but, but for now, you know, I, again, iCloud Sync is not something that you feel like you have to jump into with, you know, with, with two feet in right away. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. For myself, I, I keep deleting books off my device anyway, so I guess I wouldn't take the plunge, but that's just, just me. Yeah. To everybody out there, uh, trying the app, you know, be patient with it. Uh, I, I know, uh, you know, some people don't like change. And, and this is, a, you know, a biggest problem for, you know, for a developer, you know, you, um, you know, once you have a product that a lot of people are using, uh, and, and in the case of voice streaming reader, a lot of people do use it. A lot of people use it every day. Oh, yeah. And, and you get used to it. Um, so any change, even though it's ultimately for the better, is not welcome, right? Mm-hmm. So I would just urge people to be patient with it. I would give you a minor, you know, um, you know some, some minor uh uh, uh, stories about how uh, you know the the uh, the idea the developer has some different ideas than the user, and ultimately the developer has to yield. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> um, absolutely. So uh, I uh, uh, you know the the, the the sleep timer. I um, you know how in the old version you have to like you know tap and tap and hold on the play button to you know when voiceover mm-hmm. is on yep. to to turn it on right so in the new version I could then I I used to get a lot of emails it's like you know I really like your app but you know can you put a sleep timer in the next time because nobody reads the documentation right and and the, the feature is it's not it's not discoverable unless you know so so I thought okay so I'm gonna put put it in the menu. Uh, so you can access it there, and if I do that, like why, you know, maybe I shouldn't overload the the plain you know, plain pause button too much with with gestures, so I just took it off, mm-hmm. right? And of course, all like everybody revolted. Uh, at least all the all the, uh, <laughs> all the, all the voiceover. You beta took the tester. feature away. <laughs> you never, never take anything away, um, <laughs> right? And so uh, I took um, I took away the um, there. Uh, I took away the time elapsed label. Right? You know, in the bottom of the navigation, you know how much time. You know, it used to be uh, two labels. One label tells you how much time has elapsed in this or in this document, and how much time is left. 
right? Um, and I said there, I thought, you know, I thought, you know, what's what's really important for most people is time left. It's not time elapsed. Um, since you know the percentage, right, if you go on the the slider, it tells you what percentage of the document you've read, and you know how much time is left. Even if you know, you know, you want to know how much time you know has elapsed, you can probably figure it out in your head pretty easily, right? So, so then I said, I thought, okay, maybe I should just hide the time elapsed label for voiceover users, right? Because that, it's a one extra stop when you're swiping around for controls. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, so that was my rationale, right? I, I mean, just the last day and a half, I probably got like, you know, at least, you know, five, 10 emails. That's a five, 10 emails saying like, why did you do that? Like, <laughs> I love the time elapsed <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't That's win. all right. There's there's always a 4.02, right? Uh, but I, I don't know what to do, though. And what, what do you, well, guys, what do you think? Should, should I put it back? I personally like to see them both. It's not a deal breaker. Uh, you know, if it doesn't show up, that's all right. I can figure it out in my head, but I personally like to see it. Yeah, I think it doesn't hurt to have it there. Yeah, all right, fine. We're yeah, making we're history, doing. guys. Okay. <laughs> we're doing develop, development on the fly here. It's all good, right? <laughs> okay, well, fine. It'll, it'll, it'll be back in, uh, in 4.02. <laughs> wow, we awesome. just helped build the app. That's pretty cool. That, that's great <laughs> stuff. So do we dare ask you what's, what, what's coming in the future for all of your apps? We, you know, um, you, you're probably ready to start working on maybe Writer or – yeah, I mean the the next project is really if I want to I want to get the writer to be more in, to to be international. Right now, it only works in in English, um, and, and I have to do more. I mean, you know, I, I have to do do to get some more user feedback on the writer. I know um, there's a group of really dedicated, you know, people who swear by the writer would not write any other way. And I like to get with them and, and talk through what are some of the improvements that can be made. And there surely there are some. So that's what I'm figuring for the, for the writer. And, and, and the email app, as I mentioned, I think there's still a lot of potential. I'd like to see that evolve into something more sophisticated um, I, you know, what wouldn't be nice if that, that could be, um, the, the go-to email app for voiceover users, because it's so much more efficient in mm-hmm. reading your email the way, um, that's, that makes you able to get through your inbox really quickly. Absolutely. Um, so, so I think there's potential there, but yeah, I think it's time to go, to go and revisit those two apps that, that I feel like have been neglected. Well, great. Get some pricing structure on um, on all of your apps, starting with uh, your latest release of Voice Dream Reader. Yeah, I you know I, I I you know I really struggle with pricing. I I, I don't know what's the you know what's the right thing to do. I uh, you know the, with with a reader you know, there were a bunch of different different options. Um, you know I could have released that as a separate app. Uh, Voice Stream Reader 2.0, right? As a, that's a separate, um, as a, that's an app that other that people have to buy if they choose to, which would be nice because then people don't have to get angry with me for changing something that they already thought was perfect, mm-hmm. and then they can just stick with that and not not buy the new app. Um, that was an option. Another option I you know we I had this in the beta is to have an in-app purchase for you know one or you know a few of the features. Synchronization was a paid feature in in the beta cycle, um, but ultimately I decided to to release it as a completely free update. And I I, I believe that's the best 
um, at least given the current constraints of the App Store, um, that's the best thing for the end users, just because it leads to the least amount of disruption. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And what about the the initial cost? If you were just going to lay out cash for the Voice Dream Reader app, how much for the app? Um, well, well, right now it's uh, it's nine ninety nine or ten bucks, uh, and uh, um, but I am going to raise the price up to fifteen dollars in about a couple of weeks after the launch period. Okay. Um, so anybody who wants to to get the app should get it now. Uh, and the reason is that you know the the, the the fact that now you have a choice of voice um, really um, um, you know makes my cost a, a bit higher. Yep. Uh, and also all the new feature that I've added. So so I guess the way to think about it is that you know I want to raise the price a little bit to kind of pay for because I don't want to charge existing users. Maybe it will make the new users pay for. It. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I'll tell you what, guys, if if you are on the fence at all, get it. I, I highly recommend it. Everyone here highly recommends it. I'm sure I'm not speaking alone. Well, and and I feel too that that um, if people are going to buy it for the first time, once they discover all that it has to offer, they're going to feel it's well worth paying for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I think I, I can I, I can you know now after so many upgrade cycles, um, when uh, I. I uh, you know, I can fairly safely say, you know, uh, you know, you're not going to pay for anything else again, right? Uh, it's it's something that 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 it's something that I'm completely committed to that it will be maintained. Uh, it will not be abandoned. It will continue to be improved, and all the improvements will come to you for free. And really, if you already have the app and you're really liking it, you could support it by adding an extra voice. Yes, that's right. That's good. That, that's that's great support for for me, and uh, and it's more fun for you. It's, mm-hmm. it's, that is that's a win win. Winston, it's been fantastic meeting you, and um, I'm really glad that you came on. Yes, it's been great. a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now we move along to the Kindle Fire HD six unboxing. Hello, everyone. I'm here with a little package I received today. A couple days ago, I decided I wanted to check out what the Kindle Fire tablets were all about because I had heard things about accessibility being updated quite dramatically in the latest release of the Amazon OS 5.0. I believe it's called Bellini. So I was looking at the different models and decided the Kindle Fire HD 6 tablet was cheap and just an easy way for me to get in on what's going on with that. There are four models that I know of. There's the newer models, HD 6, HD 8, and HD 10, and they have varying features between all three. I think beginning with the 8-inch model, which is the HD 8 Uh, You get stereo speakers and a little bit better camera, but they all have the same 1.5 gigahertz. I believe it's a quad-core processor. I'm not sure. I believe you're right. And do they have the same Wi-Fi capability? I think the 6 has less. That's right. The 6 has one band. It still supports 802.11n, but it's just one band, whereas the beginning with the 8, you get the dual band. Mm -hmm. And uh, the 10-inch... I think might have the highest capacity of memory, but... I believe that's 16 gig, or is it higher? 
I thought it might be higher because of the larger screen and probably they're thinking you might want to do more with it, like with videos or games or mm -hmm. things like that. I thought maybe either 32 or 64 gigs. If you want to find out all about it, you can go to amazon.com slash Kindle Fire. And I believe Fire has their own site, but I don't know what it is offhand. Yeah, I actually um, looked it up and... I think Jason and I were talking about it at the time, and, well, maybe we weren't. I don't remember how it was, but I think, no, I think I was just looking at all the different models, and you can, oh, my gosh, you can choose color, you can choose used or new, you can, uh, what other options are there? There's just several of them. There are, because yeah. once, once you choose the model you want, you can customize it to some degree with color and amount of memory and... Oh, of course, Amazon's really good at helping you buy accessories with your item. Yes, <laughs> so. little, you know, the checkbox there is just, like, already checked just right for you. Oh, I know. Just You're like, going to look out for those things. Like for foods and various things. You can actually pay these devices off in five payments, I believe it is. Yes, I couldn't believe it. First of all, the Kindle HD 6 is the 6-inch model um, mono speaker. It's got the internal mic and the headphone jack. Uh, I decided to go with the eight gig version. There is a sixteen gig version, which is I think twenty dollars more. But it's it, right now it's only sixty nine ninety nine, and you can still break that down into five easy payments of fourteen dollars a month or something like that. And you can also plug in headphones, and that will that give you stereo separation, right? Yes, that yep. will. I would imagine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that would be really bad. Oh, that it, would not be good. Didn't, I would not be happy. No, I wouldn't either. Now, Jason has patiently waited all day for yes. me to get done with uh, cooking with a hazelnut show and producing that and getting that up and ready and waiting for me and going out to dinner and, and lunch, respectively, and uh, just consented to, to hold off. So he's ex he is excited. I'm as excited as he is, actually. Yes, I've heard a lot of good things, and it sounds like a lot of people are sort of hopping on the the Kindle Fire bandwagon these days. And I have to admit, most of it is curiosity to me, but it's sounding like people are relatively pleased. And I I'd say that's mild. Mild, huh? So yeah. they're they're really happy with yeah, it. Yeah, they're happy, happy. That is really great. This whole thing started from somebody on Twitter, and she asked if we would please cover it because it is a cheap way for people to get in on something that is accessible. And I didn't realize that because I hadn't paid attention to what's going on in the Kindle Fire world for quite some time. And once I started looking, I said, ooh, let's do it. So here it is. I have an envelope. And inside that envelope is a box. We're going to find out exactly what that box is like. Okay, the box is wrapped. Actually, the box is um, in a bag that is, it's not one of those like shrink-wrapped plastic things. It's just a bag that's been taped over so it's closed. So very simple packaging so far. And here we go. We're taking out a slender rectangular box. And, okay, I'm looking for a way to get this open properly. Oh, I see. It's just a sleeve. It's not really a... I mean, there's oh. a box inside the sleeve. Sure. But okay, I'm going to slide it out. Put that down here. And... Oh, dear. I should have brought something like 
keys. Oh, is it, because is it tape on? There is there are seals on it. Oh, seals. Once you break this little seal, it's a little flap on one of the ends that comes open. And once you open that flap, you can lift the whole cover and it's like on a, a on a on a hinge. Yep. Yeah. And so I got the cover open. And we have what feels like the tablet itself right here on top. It's wrapped kind of like Apple devices are when you first get them. It's got the, the oh, first it's got a little um, sort of brochure looking thing on top. Put that down in here. And it's got this. And that plastic. brochure says something like, if you would have bought the most expensive product we own in the tablet form, we wouldn't have given you this brochure so you can look at more expensive things. Exactly. <laughs> or do this first or else. Yes. <laughs> and we are pulling it out of its plastic sleeve. It's got a wonderful new smell to it. Oh, yes. I have to say it feels nicely formed plastic case, but it reminds me... Oh, and it has writing on the back. I don't know if it says Kindle or Amazon or what, but it's a nice big logo on the back side. It'd be cool. You could just oh. take a picture of it with Tap Tap C and find what it what it would be, maybe. Yeah, know. what that would say. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and it's got. Um, I'm just looking for the speaker so that when I do stuff, we can all hear it clearly. I would imagine it. Well, it's hard to say. Does it have a cover on it, like a hideaway cover? It does not. It's I got the bare tablet in my hand. Uh, right, I, I imagine this is the power button on the top, and then on the left hand side there are volume buttons, and then on the top, opposite the power button, there's a headphone jack. Mm -hmm. Now, do you know how to enable accessibility? I believe, if I remember correctly, you of course wait until it's powered on. And then you hold two fingers on the screen, and I believe it's for about five seconds. That's right. And the, that has not changed since I enabled accessibility for the very first demo that I did of the original Kindle. And uh, okay. that went viral, by the way, when I enabled accessibility. Everybody's going, oh, man, more, more. Well, two years later, and here's more. <laughs> here's more. That's right. And so you found the speaker. I found the speaker. It is on the bottom, on the back side right on this little 45-degree angle slant that goes from the bottom to the back side. Okay. I'm going to just hold down this power button for a few seconds. And I'm going to give it some time to boot up here. Maybe it'll even play some music. Who knows? It's a little thicker and heavier than I thought it would be. Um, not uncomfortably heavy, but... Um, got a little weight to it. Yeah, it's definitely got a little weight to it. And... While this is booting up, or at least we're assuming it is, um, I'll describe what, what else is in the box. There's a um, what looks to be a cable of some kind, most likely for charging. I suppose it's a USB regular to probably micro. I think so. Yeah. I'm just I'm checking for sure, but I'm um, pretty sure, yes, we have micro... And plug on the other side. Yeah, yep. we, we need we need another one of those cables. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As if we don't have I have a many. big bag just stuffed full of these. Uh, oh, I know. Sundry. Isn't that true? Okay, and then we also have another little compartment in the box that I believe has the electrical component. 
if you're deciding to charge it via an electrical oh, sure. outlet. A, a um, USB charger. Yes. Well, we have no boot up sound. No, no boot up sound. So I'm just going to grab it here and make sure we have it oriented correctly and um, put it close to the microphone and hold two fingers on the screen. I don't know if I should hold until the voice comes. Mm -hmm. Yep, you should hear a noise uh, of some type. But I thought there would have been a boot-up noise. It may be that I don't have power. That's, um, that's what I'm assuming. Okay, that's the camera on the back. I forgot. Yep, that's what that is. Okay. A camera and a microphone. Yeah. Now, will that, will that charge via a computer, too? It will, I would imagine. Yeah. I wonder if you should just plug right up into the computer and... Yeah. Maybe so. Oh, it is on. The volume was really low. Oh. Keep holding down two fingers to enable accessibility. There we go. Accessibility enabled. Slide left with two fingers to unlock. This tutorial teaches gestures needed to navigate your Fire Windscreen Reader and Explore by Touch are enabled. Touch is disabled while the tutorial is speaking. To exit this tutorial, find the exit button. Located near the bottom left corner of the screen, then double tap to activate it. When Explore by Touch is turned on, you can touch the screen to learn what's under your finger. For example, the current screen contains app icons. Find one of them by touching the screen and sliding your finger around. Settings. Ooh. Instant video. Home. Good. You can also explore by swiping your finger left and right anywhere on the screen. Try quickly swiping from left to right to move to the next icon. My music. My videos. Amazon music. Good. Explore until you find the camera icon. Calendar. Amazon Kindle. Rendering module. Clock App Store. Oh, there's so many apps. My music. Calculator. Calculator. Lesson 1. Settings. Good. Explore until you find the camera icon. Yeah, I'm still looking for it. Camera. There it is. Good. To activate something that you've explored, tap the screen twice. Double tap anywhere on the screen to activate the camera icon. Good. To move to the next lesson, find the next button. Located near the bottom right corner of the screen, then double tap to activate it. It's really interactive tutorial. Very How well cool done. is yeah. this? Mm -hmm. I forget what it wanted me to do now. Oh, I want you to go to the next button on the bottom right. Next button. To scroll through a list, you can slide two fingers along the screen. For example, the current screen contains a list of app names that can scroll up or down. Now place two fingers on an item in the list and slide both fingers up. If you reach the top of the screen, lift your fingers, place them lower on the list, and continue sliding up. Listen for the distinct list scrolling sounds, showing items 1 to 12 of 30. My music, home. My videos, ah, cool. showing items 9 to 20 of 30. Help, showing items 18 to 29 of 30. Rendering module. Showing items 19 to 30. Good. 
You can also scroll an entire page by swiping your finger. To scroll to the next page, swipe right then left with one finger using a single motion. Try to scroll to the next page by swiping right then left. Listen for the distinct list scrolling oh, sound. Just boarding back. Good. Swiping the opposite direction, left then right in a single motion, will move to the previous page. Try to scroll to the previous page by swiping left then right. Okay. Amazon Kindle. Good. You have finished the accessibility tutorial. Continue listening for tips on typing and to learn how to navigate to accessibility settings. To exit at any time, find the finish button located near the bottom right corner of the screen, then double tap to activate it. To type using the on-screen keyboard, explore the keyboard using a single finger then lift your finger to type the letter. Accessibility settings are located in the settings menu. To locate settings after setup is complete. Swipe down from the top edge of your fire with two fingers. This will bring up the quick settings menu that contains a link to settings. A comprehensive accessibility user guide can be found in accessibility settings. Thank you. How cool is that? Email. Help. Very nice. Amazon Kindle. Finish button. Okay, so. Shop Amazon. I'm not sure why. I guess. Previous button. Still letting Good. me explore. You oh, I see. I can go back in the tutorial, tutorial if I want to. Continue finish but button. I'm going to hit the finish button because I feel pretty confident. Select your language. Uh, be careful there. English. Yes. English. English. United States. Not checked. English. United States. Checked. Okay. Double Tap on continue button to proceed. Okay. German not checked. Where is continue? Bottom? Continue button. Bottom right. Okay. Connect to Wi-Fi. Oh, boy. Showing items 1 to 2 of 2. Okay. Join other network. Cast Wireless 24. Connect to Wi-Fi. see my other? Join other network. Oh, wow. It doesn't see my... Cast uh, Wireless 24. That's, that's it, isn't it? Cast Wireless 24. I have a Jacast Wireless 5. That's the, the, the 5 gigahertz. So now I understand. Okay, the single band... Um, it's going to do N on the 24, uh, 2.4 gigahertz rather than the 5. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just flicking to see. Join other network. Okay. So I want to. Jo join other cast wireless 24. Double tap. A large cast wireless 24. Signal strength. Good. Security. WPA2 PSK. Password. Hide password. Cancel. Connect. Okay, so here's the password. I guess I have a keyboard here. W A S A A. I do. Shift, uppercase, capital A, capital L, L L space period, N period, space all, K O I F D S L space period period. Where's the join? Done. Um, do I have to hit something? Alert loading. Please wait. Oh. Alert verifying registration status. Alert loading. Please wait. I'm guessing I'm connected. Confirm your account. 
your fire is registered to Jason Castange and your time zone has been set using your Wi-Fi network. You huh. can change the name of your device at any time How in settings. How did it know that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're just being silly, folks. So, you know. Totally, yes. <laughs> but oh. anyway, um, well, that's really great. Your fire is registered to Jason. Okay. I don't know how to get it to just read the whole screen, but let's see. By tapping continue, you agree to all of the terms found here link. Your Amazon music will be saved to the cloud to protect your purchases. Confirm your account. How do I do that? Your fire is registered to not Jason J. Gustange button. Oh, I see. Your time Where's the finish? Oh, continue, right hand to bottom, maybe. Your time's 11.07 p.m. Continue button. There we go. Enable location services. Yeah, that sounds good. Allow maps, other apps, and Amazon to use location and related information. Learn more link. No thanks button. Where's the yes button? Can you just flick right? Will it? That's what I'm doing. Enabled button. Oh, okay. You so you get all the little spaces in between. That's interesting. Um, it doesn't just go directly to the yes button. It, I had to flick a few times to get to it. I see. Backup and auto save. And it doesn't read the entire screen. And I don't know how to make it read the whole screen. But that's okay. I'll figure that out at some point. You will. Okay, everyone, I'm back after several days of playing with the device and wanted to share some thoughts. First of all, after completion of initial configuration, I received notifications that updates needed to be installed, and it works very similar to the iOS update process. And in this case, there were several updates that needed to be installed, so I did one by one by one until they were all installed. I noticed that some of the gestures for voice view had changed because I could no longer unlock the screen in the usual way, which initially was slide two fingers from the left edge of the screen. And I found out through going through the voice view tutorial, which is always accessible in the voice view settings, that it is now three finger swipe up to unlock the screen. Or you can double tap the unlock button. So a couple of choices there. Another thing I noticed is that the responsiveness of the device was vastly improved after installing all those updates. It was a little sluggish at first, and I was a little put off by that, but it is much better now. One thing I have to say is that it seems I have to swipe further to get the device to interpret the swipe. Coming from iOS, you can do a very small flick to the right or to the left, and it is understood. But on this device, I have to swipe a bit further left right, up, or down. Typing is still not one of my favorite things on this device. You have to be right on that letter in order for it to type the letter in when you lift your finger. And if you move slightly off, you have to find it again and get back on the letter. Also, it feels like there's a slight lag in response between when you find the letter and when you hear the voice synthesizer tell you what that letter is. So it just feels a bit different to me, again, coming from iOS. I was very pleasantly surprised to find that I do have the option of voice input so I can dictate in most text fields rather than type. Lastly, I got the Google Play Store installed. Amazon has its own app store, but it doesn't have every app available. For example, I couldn't get Dropbox on the unit. I knew that 
if I looked hard enough, I could find information on how to get the Google Play Store installed. And sure enough, I did, with some help from Randy, too. It's not a process for the faint of heart, but it is doable, and I'm very happy to report I can use the Google Play Store perfectly, and everything installs just fine. This is certainly a neat device to have and very affordable, and I recommend that if you can, you give it a try. I think you might be pleasantly surprised. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Main Menu. To send us feedback, email mainmenu at acbradio.org or find us on Twitter at Main Menu. Thanks so much and see you next week.